This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, Hopeland Church? New sermon series today. Uh, Happy March, everybody. It's a new month, new series and we are diving into the Word of God this year uh, like never before. And so I hope you're ready for this series, Spirit, Soul, Body. Uh, We're gonna break this down, and our hope and desire that through this series is that you have just a better understanding and an encouragement to God's heart for your entire being, your whole spirit, soul, and body, and uh, an understanding of um, those those parts of us and kind of uh, what part they play in God's plan for your life. And so uh, let's do this. Let's dive into the word today. I uh, hope you enjoyed worship and everything. And so we're going to jump right in here. So Father, we thank you for your word. We pray you speak to us. We pray for revelation. We pray, God, that that we uh, we grow as a result, we mature as a result, we bear fruit as a result, we're more like Jesus as a result of this word today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for equipping us through your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Okay, here we go. Let's dive up into this today. So we're gonna start with this, First Thessalonians chapter five, okay? I personally have uh, been reading through First Thessalonians, and I'm actually almost done with it. Uh, uh, and so this scripture kind of jumped out at me with respect to this series we're about to get into here. Uh, but 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 23 to 24. And we're going to open up with this. And here we go. Um, if you got it and you're with somebody, tell them, I got it. Okay. Now, uh, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. All right. Say completely. All right. Repeat after me. Say entirely. All right. Um, Completely, entirely, the whole, okay? That the God of peace himself sanctify you, meaning purify internally by reforming the soul. That's what that means. It means to purify internally. It means to to make holy. Uh, Sanctify is kind of like it's a derivative of the word holy or holiness, but it's in the tense of, of, of holiness and God's holiness and, and being holy as a literal process, okay? So it's not speaking of our position of righteousness. It's speaking of going through a process in life and becoming more holy, in every aspect of our being. So there we go, okay? You guys know where we're headed with this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Here it is. This is our text for this month. And may your whole, your whole spirit, soul, and body. Say that with me. Say my spirit, my soul, and my body. I want you to say this with me out loud. Say, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. All right, let's say it again, all right? Say this with me. Say, I am a spirit, I have a soul, 
and I live in a body. All right. So that and may your whole. And so actually in the, in the context of this verse, Paul's actually praying for the Thessalonian church. This is an actual prayer. He, he wrote this, but the language of this is, is he's actually praying this for them. And I want you all to know that this is my prayer for you, that the God of peace himself would sanctify you completely. Okay, in Espanol, complete, completo, I believe. Um, but uh, himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. All right, my first point is this, folks. God wants to do a complete work. Okay, that, that's what God desires. And he is, by definition, an all-consuming fire. He is, by definition, Lord. What does Lord mean? Master of all. He desires to be Lord of, of everything. He is already, but the question is, will I allow him? Will I allow Jesus, right, to be Lord? To, uh, would I allow him to, to, to exercise his lordship over my entire spirit, soul, and body. So this is what we're gonna get into this month. This is kind of like the intro to the month. Like if you get anything out of this month or if you wanna know what is this sermon series all about is that God desires to do a complete work in you. Complete, entire, okay? Uh, working in and through every aspect of our life. He loves you that much and that he doesn't want to leave anything undone or untouched by him, his word, his presence, his will, his kingdom, his way, his plan, his purpose. You know, he wants it all. He is an all-consuming fire. The Bible says that he yearns for us jealously. He desires that, that all of us, all of what we are, all of who we are, our entire spirit, soul, and body, would be submitted to his will, submitted to his way, submitted to his doing. Now, this touches everybody. It doesn't matter if you just got saved and you're just kind of figuring this thing out called walking with Jesus or you've been saved for 50 years, serving the Lord, and you fast every month and you pray, read your Bible. I'm telling you right now that all of us, uh, there is something in us, something apart in the aspect of our spirit, our soul, and, and our body that God desires to touch and even spread his love and his kingdom and his way and his will even further. He desires to take more ground within us. All right, I heard somebody say this, you can't possess your land until you first possess your soul. And, and so let, let's get the priorities straight. As we talked about marriage last week, about priorities, and let's just, let's just go into this month, okay? Like, as I said, this is like an intro to this month. What we're going to dive into is saying, God, whatever it is, in every, any aspect of my life, my heart, my being, my mind, my will, my emotions, my body, uh, whatever, God, come I invite you to do your work, to finish your work, to touch me, to work in me uh, according to your will, what is pleasing in your sight, right? Let, let this month be an opportunity for you to make that invitation to the Lord even more so. Lord, come and do what only you could do. Consume me 
with your presence. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, right? Baptize me, submerge me, cover me in your presence, your glory. Uh, you know, fill me with your word, all that good stuff. So once again, point number one, folks, God wants to do a complete work, all right? And so sanctify completely, okay? And then it, it just goes into what that means. What does that mean completely? That our whole spirit, soul, and body. I think sometimes us believers, uh, we sometimes get concerned with things out here in this world and society, which has its place and we should be. I believe that's part of walking with God even is that we're concerned with something out there. We want to change something. We want to be a change agent. We want to we want uh, change to happen. There's injustice out here, right? That Okay, yes, and amen. But let's also say, God, change me, right? Change me, right? I, I need you to change. I, 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 I don't just want to take ground out here. Lord, I want you to take ground in here, okay? And sometimes that, sometimes that, that, that we, we can get it backwards sometimes. That sometimes we think we need to solve all these problems out here and yet we're not allowing God to touch us in here. And, and what happens is, is if we neglect God's internal work within us, God's complete work within us, and yet we try to change things without us, outside of us, we can get religious because we think all the problems in the world are out here. And yet we got some problems in here that we're, we're, we're not dealing with. Our pride our ego, our selfishness. Come on, somebody, right? Our hurts, our unforgiveness, our bitterness, right? Come on now. I don't know whatever it is that you deal with, your, our attitude, right? Um, our anger, our temper, our impatience, right? So I'm not throwing out the aspect of needing change on the outside of our being in this world. That is part of what you're called to do. Hopefully you're concerned with something out here, but let's also, and even primarily and more importantly, say, God, do your work in me. Do your work in me. Let not what I preach about and it not actually be something I'm actually walking out. Let, let my desire for Christ in me uh, be the same, if not more than my desire for Christ out here in this world. Come on, somebody. This was Paul's prayer for the Thessalonian church. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. All right? Uh, you know, to, to, to keep intact, to, 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 to um, keep pure, to spiritually guard that we would, we, we would be moving with God and growing in God, that we wouldn't be tainted or, 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 or twisted up by the world, but that God can actually preserve our whole spirit, soul, and body. All right, so there's, there's three things here we're, we're talking about, of course, right? Even just based on the sermon series title, Spirit, Soul, Body. And so I'm just going to talk about three more things today, okay? I just want to wanted to really just spend some time on that verse there. And um, there's so much in there. Um, even uh, verse 24, 
I'll read this again. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5, 24, that he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. And we got to understand that, that, that God is faithful, that there is this. I, I believe that the sanctification of our being, spirit, soul, and body, the becoming more like Jesus to becoming holy unto God, him delivering us, healing us, um, working his will in us, setting us free, right? All that, 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 that process, right, is two things. Um, as I said uh, initially, inviting God, like literally surrendering and giving our will over, like that we actually choose to allow God to do this. This is partly, it's our will, right? But then praise God, it is also his grace. Can I give an amen somebody? That, that, that he helps us at times when we can't even help ourselves, right? Or, you know, um, it, it is both and. It is my will and it is his grace. It is my choice and it is his choosing. It is, uh, it is my surrender and it is his sovereignty. Um, it is both because verse 24 says he, verse 24, once again, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. All right. So, so as we get into this today, uh, we can't lose sight of the grace of God. Uh, his heart is for you to continually grow and, and, and walk in, in, in healing and walk in deliverance and walk in freedom and live um, liberated, you know, uh, breaking strongholds, destroying bondages in the name of Jesus, right? This is God's heart. This is his grace. This is what he does, okay? Yes, our will's involved. It is both and, okay? But these are the three things I wanted to touch on. With respect to your spirit, just kind of define these and, and, and really just look at them a little more closely. Those aspects of who we are, okay? Our whole spirit, soul, and body, all right? So, so number one is this, and we're gonna dive in these, but I'm gonna give them to you right here from the jump, okay? And so here it is. Uh, number one here is, is you gotta feed your spirit. All right, that's what we're gonna talk about. So, so how do these elements, these aspects of the human being, what do we do? What, what do they need? What, what, is, what, what is it? What, what is this? In the scripture, in our walk with God, what, what does the spirit of God need, desire us for to do? How do we do this? What, what does this look like? Number one, feed your spirit, okay? Our spirit needs to be fed daily. And we're gonna talk about this. Next one is, our soul, okay? So our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and emotions. And, and here is the next point here that we're gonna dive into is what do we do then with our soul? Is we nurture our soul, okay? So our spirit needs to be fed and our soul needs to be nurtured. Nurture your soul, all right? Okay, so last one, last but not least, and then we're gonna go into these in more detail here, okay? It is for our body, like what do we do to this? for this body. Now, there's like, look, you can talk about spirit, soul, and body, and you can talk about a million things. But today, in the context of what we're talking about, um, we're going to talk about 
really, what do we do with this body with respect to walking with God and obeying God, okay? And so this is what it is, is we must discipline our body or discipline your body. So feed your spirit, nurture your soul, all right? And discipline your body. So let's go into this, all right? Feed your spirit, all right? If, if we were in person here, I'd ask you, maybe you can post these on the chat, okay? How, what are some ways that we can feed our spirit, that we feed our spirit, okay? What are some ways? What are some ways we can feed our spirit, all right? I'm gonna talk about some, but but if you're on the chat, you just wanna post some there, go for it. Post them up there, um, or maybe you're with somebody. What are some ways, talk about this, what are some ways that you feed your spirit. Our bodies need to be fed. I'm sure everybody here had a cup of coffee, a, a cup of tea, or some orange juice, or some water, or some breakfast by now, as we're actually, um, maybe you're eating it right now, as you're just uh, participating in the service today, right? So we know this, like we need, if we don't feed our body, we will die. And it, same with the spirit. If we don't feed our spirit, we will die spiritually. Our spirit needs to be fed. And here we go. Here we go, John chapter six, verse 55, it says this. John six fifty-five. Jesus said, for my flesh is food indeed. The Bible says that he, Jesus, is the bread that has come down from heaven. His name is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, the word was God, okay? He was, he was in the beginning with God. Who is that? Jesus, what is that? His word. So we literally, feed on the word of God. He said, once again, John 6, 55, my flesh is food indeed. This, he, he is speaking of communion with his word and he's speaking of communion itself. My flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed. We need to feed on the word. So here are some things that feed our spirit, okay? And I'm, I'm sure y'all came up with these already. Some of these are pretty self-explanatory, okay? But this is so important that are, you know, uh, you know, the Lord's prayer says, give us this day, our daily bread. Praise God for natural sustenance and food, but we need daily spiritual food, all right? So when it comes to spirit, soul, and body, feed your spirit, feed it. You're not always gonna feel like it. Sometimes, you know, you might not be feeling good. I'm talking physically now, right? But have you, if you've ever been sick, not feeling well, and you got somebody taking care of you, they're like, come on, you need to eat something. So what do we do if you don't have it? We try to find what you'll actually eat, right? I'm a parent. So kids, they won't eat this. Okay, let's try this. They won't eat this. Okay, let's try this. They won't do it. Okay, let's see if they'll drink this, right? As a parent, like food's a big deal to kids. You're like, I, I think it's just intuitive within parents. It's distinct. It's, it's like, it's like, it's just in us. It's like, uh, it's just, you know, feed the kids, right? We got to feed them. We got to feed them. We want these children to live, feed them. So, um, so we, we need the same when it comes to our spirit. We might not always feel like eating the word, but you got to eat it. You got to eat it. You got to take it, listen to it, read it, right? So here we go. I got some things that I'm going to say real quick in regards to feeding your spirit. Read, meditate on and confess the word. Read, meditate on and confess the word. Read, meditate on it, and say it. Read it, meditate on it, say it. What am I saying? Read the word, think about the word, and speak the word. Read the word, think about the word, speak the word. It might be a literal scripture. It might be a prophetic word you receive. 
It might be something that was preached. It might be something you saw in a dream or a vision, or it might be something specific to your journey. It might be something you're trying to apply to your life because you know what I'm saying? You might have a low attitude problem and then you're reading in the scripture, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, right? So, so you're meditating, saying, you know, so, so read, meditate and confess the word. Next one, I encourage you, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to, to pray in tongues every day. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I encourage you to pray in tongues every day. Why? First uh, uh, Corinthians, it's all over. First Corinthians 12, it's touched on in chapter 13 and 14. It, it says that when you pray in tongues, when you pray in the Spirit, you edify yourself. You build yourself up. You feed your spirit. There's something about, obviously, just praying in general, but specifically, I encourage you, if you want to... Um, Feed your spirit. You want a strong spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay, pray in the spirit. Pray in tongues every day. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. You can't um, You can't substitute prayer for anything, you know? Um, also with that, you know, praying in tongues, praying. The Bible says to pray in the spirit and pray in your understanding. What is he saying? Pray in tongues and pray in your known language. Pray in the unknown language of tongues. You're speaking the mysteries of God. You are edifying your spirit, all right? And you are, uh, and also pray in your known language. Do both, okay? Worship in your known language and worship in the spirit. Talking about building a strong spirit, feeding your spirit, spirit, soul, and body. That's what you gotta do, feed your spirit daily. Here's the next one, don't despise prophecy. As 1 Thessalonians says, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 says, don't despise prophecy, prophecy edifies the church. Uh, you know, don't, don't shut it down when somebody feels like they got a word for you and, and look, if it doesn't line up with God's will, okay, then throw it away. Uh, but, but don't despise prophecy that people, God will send people to you, bring people into your life that they will prophesy to you. They will speak the word of God to you. Don't despise prophetic utterances. Why? It feeds your spirit. Prophecy feeds you. How do I know? Bible says tongues edify me. Prophecy edifies others. So when people prophesy over me, they are feeding my spirit, all right? Next one, live an obedient life. There is no substitute for obeying Jesus. When you obey Jesus, it's tied to everything. I'm telling you, people that have a strong spirit, they, 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 they've obeyed God. They've stepped out in faith. So once again, live an obedient life. I'm giving you some real practical things here. And this is, this is our heart for this year, folks. Just as a reminder, um, uh, Pastor Crystal Gale and I really... Um, have a heart and we feel like we're on a divine mandate this year specifically to truly disciple people, to give you real tools to live strong in the spirit. The whole reason we're doing this series, it came from our fasting and prayer in January, that our, that our prayer for this community is that those that call this place their church home, that their roots would go deeper in Christ and that they would grow. All right, that they would spiritually go roots to go deep, uh, faith to grow. That's it. So this whole series is about okay, let's break this down. Then. Let's let's unpack that that prayer focus that we fasted and prayed for, and, and let's do this. So so these things, um, some of them might just be reminders. But praise God, um, uh, we all need reminders. Okay, and sometimes I think we just get a little. Um, Sometimes, I, I honestly, I think we lose sight of what really matters and we get a little fancy with our Christianity. 
We try to get all fancy with it. And sometimes we just need to go back to what this really is. It's knowing him. It's being like him. Talking about Jesus now. It's walking with him. It's hearing his voice. I mean, sometimes I think we, 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 we get distracted. We got to bring focus back. What is this really about? It's, 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 it's knowing him and being like him. And this is what this series is all about. And in doing that, we're like, let's unpack the, the, the human being and, 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 and really give some tools to equip you in this, all right? And so, like I said, you know, live an obedient life. I know that's easier said than done. And, and I believe obedience is underestimated because sometimes we, in our Christianity, we get like so focused on these, these things are key, like spiritual disciplines, like reading the Bible. I just, we just said this, right? Read the Bible, pray, right? You know, be a part of gathering local church community. I mean, don't, of course, yes. But sometimes we can get so lost in that that we, we kind of hang our hat on our spiritual growth is dependent on our disciplines in, in with respect to, okay, I got to read my Bible. I got to pray, right? Amen, got to worship, right? Yes, amen to that. Right, but I think we underestimate obedience, and this is why. Uh, just as you know, King Saul, he was totally disobedient to God, and yet he still sacrificed. You know, and sometimes we can get caught up in sacrificing things for God, quote unquote, things for God, and yet be in disobedience. It's possible to be living in absolute disobedience to life a disobedient life and yet still attend church, still serve in church and still do spiritual disciplines, all right? And and, uh, and this doesn't take away the need for those disciplines, yes and amen, but obedience is better than sacrifice. Why? Because obedience is responding specifically to what God has told you. Okay, so this is where the challenge comes in. Because the question is, what has God told you to do? Where has he called you to gather in fellowship? You know, what place has he called you to be? Who has he called you to do it with? So that changes the game right there. Because it's possible to just not even listen to God and yet go through religious ritual. How many of you know this is true? We can go through ritual, religious ritual all day. There's plenty of people out there. The Pharisees did that. They did. They were they were totally disobedient, but they knew their scripture, and they prayed. But it was they were in this state of disobedience. And so, if we want our spirit to truly be fed, and we want to live and be um, spiritually strong, you know, and, and and live a spiritually strong life. The question is, what has God told you to do? All right, what has God told you to do? I can't answer that for you. This is where the challenge is. What is God telling you to do? Where has he called you to be? Who has he called you to do it with? Right, um, and, and, so, and so obedience is, is connected to a lot. If you'll notice in the scripture, when God called people and they walked in that obedience, the blessing was on that path. Their healing was on that path. Their deliverance was on that path. The deliverance of others attached to them was on that path. Everything started with obedience. 
Okay, and so what is that for you? And maybe some of us need to go into our prayer time and seek the Lord and say, God, what is it? What is it? Because we 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 uh, we gotta be. We gotta be in that place with God. We gotta develop a relationship with God that we know this will get, this is the career God's calling me to build. This is the business he's calling me to build. This is the education he's calling me to do. I am being obedient. I believe the natural pursuits and aspects of life ought to be truly and, and, and fundamentally an act of obedience from God. And what is it? What is it for you? Amen? All right. So let's live obedient lives. Okay, here we go. Luke chapter two, verse 40. Here it is. Luke 2, 40, speaking of Jesus. And the child, speaking of Christ, grew, the child grew and became strong in spirit. Okay, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. We can become strong in spirit. All right? We have the Holy Spirit, the word of God. We can become strong in spirit, okay, filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Once again, grace, God's hand, God's grace, God's sovereignty, his love for you. He desires a complete work and he desires that you live a strong spiritual life, that you are strong in spirit, all right? Not, 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 we don't have to live weak spiritually. We can be strong in the, in the word. We can be strong in spirit, okay? So here are some signs of a person that is strong in spirit. These are signs that you're developing and becoming strong in spirit. Is we're quick to repent when we mess up. We're quick. We don't take forever to apologize. We're quick to forgive. It's a sign. These are signs of a, of a strong spirit, quick to forgive. We don't harbor unforgiveness. Let it fester in us. No, we were, we're strong in spirit. We're quick to repent, quick to forgive. And I already mentioned this, but instant obedience. People that are strong in spirit um, learn to hear from God and they, and they obey. They follow through. Okay? This is another aspect of being strong in spirit here. They discern people, places, and seasons well. You know? And this isn't, I'm not talking about you see a demon on everybody. I'm just saying that there is this aspect of discerning, of knowing things by the Spirit. It's not that you walk around all super spiritual, like, ooh, you know, having this far off, goofy look in your eyes. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm talking about people that are in tune with the Spirit, walking in God, walking in the Spirit. The Bible says, you know, that if we're led by the Spirit, we are the sons of God. It says that, that if, we, if we walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. People that are strong in the Spirit, they discern. You're able to discern seasons, kind of see what God is saying, what he's doing. And I understand we don't see it all and know it all, but there is a knowing, a, a discerning of people, places, seasons, times, and in and, and, and walking with God. This is signs of a strong spirit. Signs of a strong spirit. You're not, you're not clouded by your, your, your emotions, your mind, your body, your desires of your body. You're, you're strong in spirit. Okay, and there's another thing I've noticed with this, with people that have developed and are developing a strong spirit is they can discern and articulate what God is saying. And that kind of goes along with discerning people, places, and seasons, but they can discern and articulate what God is saying. Now, I know you got all kinds of people running around telling you what God said, possibly, but that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about authentically um, discerning and articulating what God is saying, what God is saying. What is he leading me in right now? Where am 
I to go. And I, that, that aspect of faith is still there. Uh, but, but, but people with their strong spirit um, discern and articulate, can articulate the will of God for their life and, 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 and in so doing, encourage others in the will of God. And this is the key. You see the fruit of it. People with a strong spirit have a trustworthy reputation and you see the fruit of their lives. Those are signs of a strong spirit. Those are signs. Here it is. I'm going to read this verse here. <clears throat> this kind of explains it a little bit. 1 Corinthians 2.14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. All right? They are spiritually discerned. Here's the next one. Nurture your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Here it is. This is the aspect of our soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. We must feed our spirit, but we must nurture our soul. And this can play out in so many different ways of how to nurture our soul, okay? But I'm going to talk about more or less um, what we do spiritually nurtures our soul, okay? So our soul must be, this is the state of our soul. Our soul has been affected by this life, trial, tribulation, sin. It's been affected by those things. Am I right? Our emotions are affected by broken relationships. Our minds are affected by um, just life, the effects of life, the, the affected by um, the world. It ha they have been. We're, they're susceptible. So, but, so our, our soul must be renewed, restored, and healed. Okay, Our soul is a great servant and even a great partner to our spirit, but a horrible master, okay? Well, I'm gonna say this again. Our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions are a great servant. Or great, it's a great aspect of our being as a servant, as a servant, or even a partner, but a horrible master. All right, Psalm 41, verse four. Look at this. I said, Lord, be merciful to me, Heal my soul. Say that when we say, heal my soul, Jesus. Say, heal my soul. All right, heal my soul. Uh, Psalm 23 says, um, he restores my soul. So when speaking of the soul, it, it's, 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 there's this connotation with process. This is where sanctification comes in. When you're born again, your spirit comes alive. The Bible says our spirit is alive because of righteousness. So the Bible says that he gives us a new heart, right? We are born again. Uh, one way uh, I've heard preachers say this just to kind of provide some context. Our spirit is saved, right? Like born again, a new, the new man. The Bible talks about the new man, the old man, right? The new man is, is Christ in us. Our spirit is regenerated, regenerated. Bam, I am a new creation. That's my spirit, but check it out. Praise God for that. But when you first got saved, hallelujah, you are saved. But how many of you know your soul is going through a process, right? So, so it's like our spirit is saved, our soul is being saved, and our body will be saved, right, at the resurrection. So, so you can see that our soul is, is, is that part of us that is going through a process of healing, deliverance, wholeness, process of, sanctification. It says, heal my soul for I've sinned against you, right? I'm telling you, sin damages our soul. And we are walking through a healing process of being healed from things. 
Okay, the Bible says, be transformed. Somebody say process. Transform, it's a word, metamorpho. It's where you get the word metamorphosis, meaning change through time. Time is an aspect of sanctification. Righteousness is instantaneous, right? Sanctification happens through time, all right? So heal my soul. All right, here's another verse. I'm going quickly here, okay? Ephesians chapter four, verse 22 to 24. That you put off concerning your former conduct, things that have damaged our soul. The old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Sin damages the soul. Verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renewed, process. Renewed in the Greek means completing a process. It means um, going up to a higher stage or level of sanctification by God's power, it means to be divinely renewed, okay? And this is what it means, okay? Renewed means this. In the Greek, this is it. It means make new in relation to time. Renewed. Somebody say, renew my soul. Say with me, say, restore my soul. All right, somebody say with me, say, heal my soul. All right? And verse 24, and that you put on the new man. Somebody say new spirit. All right, new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. All right, so here we go. Signs of an unhealthy soul. I'm gonna read these. There, there's all kinds of signs, but this just kind of can highlight maybe some things. And look, I believe everybody, every human being can land somewhere in some of these and say, man, I can work on that. I can, why? Because we're all going through a process. This isn't a, 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 this isn't a reason to condemn somebody or reason to push them down or judge them. This is reason to welcome the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit while in this process of sanctification. Here it is. Signs of an unhealthy soul. And I just wrote some down that just came to my heart. Chronic relational conflict. We all have relational con conflict, but it's chronic. It's unhealthy. And the common denominator is an unhealed soul. Could be bitterness we haven't dealt with in our emotions, anger, rage, hurt, abuse, I don't know, whatever it is, chronic, relational, I mean, it just doesn't stop. Around every corner, there's conflict. That, that sign of a soul that, that, is, that is not healed, okay? Another one, can't settle in one place for too long. Relationship, job, or church. I mean, really can't, because once, People get close enough because of the hurt. The walls go up. It's, it's really um, a fear of being known by people. And many times people that fear being known is there's these unhealed aspects of the human soul. All right? Um, constant or chronic issues with authority. Um, I know this one uh, went just because based on how I grew up, I, I had to go through a process and I still have to keep that in check, honestly, uh, because I'm human and, and those are kind of things that I have to constantly just bring to the Lord and just allow him to continue to work in me. I, I've come a really long way, uh, but uh, but that's just, that's, that's an issue with the soul. 
um, that's an issue with an unhealthy soul is constant issues with authority. I mean, you know, and sometimes we look at somebody and say, man, they're rebellious, but I would say right there in that soul, there's some hurt. There's something that has happened that has damaged their soul and Jesus can heal them. Jesus can renew them and Jesus can um, deliver them. All right. So um, another one, uh, this another aspect of an unhealthy soul is quick to judge others that don't measure up to their expectations. Quick in judging others when they don't measure up to their expectations. All right, somebody say that when we say, heal my soul, Jesus. Here's the last one, uh, discipline your body. Uh, we must put our body under subjection daily. There's a lot to do with the soul and the body we can go into and just talk about forever. Do your own study on this. But I just wanted to kind of give an overview here. But let's go to one more verse and we're gonna close after this verse. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. I think this is so good when it comes to walking with God, being obedient to God, and, and that we need to understand that our body must be disciplined. We must put our body into subjection daily. Because if we did what our body felt all the time, we would be in trouble. And when we've done what our body just felt, it doesn't always feel anything, always sin or bad things, right? Um, but if we did, if we never had any constraints on our physical body, we would be in trouble in more ways than one. But 1 Corinthians 9.27, we're gonna close with this. But I discipline my body, I, it means I keep it under, I subdue it, okay? And bring it into subjection, meaning I lead it, I bring it along, and I, I make my body fully compliant to the will of the master. That's what, that's what subjection means. I've heard it said this way, that your, your spirit is the leader, obviously, in submitting to the Holy Spirit, right? But as far as your being, why? Because your spirit's regenerated, regenerated, new creation, that, that, that spiritual part of you. You are a spirit. The Bible says the body's dead without the spirit. That part of you that transcends this natural world. Your spirit is a leader. Your soul is the servant, all right? And your body is the slave. Okay, now I know that's some like extreme way, but that just gives you maybe context of how we're to live our life as believers. Okay, um, people that are led by their body, um, it's just, it's not, a, it's, it's unhealthy uh, in this life, and it's going to be trouble uh, spending eternity with Jesus, right? When we're led by our body, okay? Uh, we, our body, God gave us this body. Um, we, our spirit dwells within this body, but this body is not who I am. It is not to be in the driver's seat, okay? All right, not in the driver's seat, okay? Our soul and our body are sitting shotgun, right? And, and our spirit, by way of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, it ought to lead our being, okay? Lead, okay? That, that's what subjection means. It means that Paul said, I bring it into subjection. And what is he saying? I, Paul's saying, I lead this body. This body doesn't lead me. This body does not lead me. Uh, you know, uh, I know there's been situations where we all have allowed our body to lead to, you know, whatever it felt like we did. 
And um, that is not how to live, all right? That is not how to live. Uh, it's not how to live. Um, it is not, it is not a spirit led life. Okay. And here, this is why he's doing this. Okay. And we're almost done here today, but I disciplined my body. Once again, first Corinthians nine twenty seven. Let me read the whole verse now. Didn't even finish it, but, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. I discipline it. I keep it under, I bring it in subjection. I make it compliant to the master. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Um, and disqualified. He was saying that if I allow my body to lead me, if I don't bring it into subjection, bring it, making it fully compliant to the will of the master, it will disqualify me. It will disqualify me, all right? It, it, it will, I, I won't pass the test. I will be disqualified, right? I will, um, it, it, it makes it to where I'm not approved. Disapproves me for the next thing God has for me, right? I've seen this happen. I've seen it happen with, with, with pastors that, they let their body lead them into sexual sin and they were disqualified from ministry. Disqualified, took them out. I don't say this to shame. I'm just saying that's the reality of allowing our body to do the talking, if you will, and do the leading. When we allow our body in the driver's seat, it doesn't mean our body is evil, amen? It just needs to be led, right? Our body's not, it can do evil things, right? But innately, God created this body. He put us in this body. But it, like I said before about the soul, it, the body's a wonderful servant, but a horrible master. Amen? Hallelujah. All right? So once again, uh, just a review here. God wants to do a complete work. All right? We're gonna talk about this this month. Feed your spirit. Come on, look at somebody, tell them, say, you need to feed that spirit. All right, nurture your soul, nurture your soul and discipline your body. Amen, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. I pray God that we, that we grow this month, that we really grow, that we take steps, we make strides in our spiritual growth. Father, that we develop, that we become more like Jesus, that we become even more spiritual. In the name of Jesus, I pray that through this month we learn to discern your will, to discern the season we're in, to discern, to know, to, to understand what's revealed by the Spirit of God to us in our life. I pray that that happens this year for everybody. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that our roots go deeper in, in Christ and that our faith grows. This month, God, let it happen this month. Let something, God, some progress, some stride made this month in people's spiritual life. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. If you have not confessed Jesus to be Lord of your life, I'm making that invitation to you now to accept him. Let this be the beginning of you surrendering, surrendering your whole spirit, soul, and body to him. He, he loves you. He died for you. He desires to live in you. 
to walk with you, to cleanse you, forgive you, heal you, restore you. That is the Jesus that we serve. So if that's you, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart and life. I surrender my whole being, my whole spirit, soul, and body. I confess you as Lord. Be Lord of my life. I invite you, Lord, into every aspect of my existence. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, I wanna send you a Bible study. And so to receive that, um, just text the word GROW to the number on the screen. Text GROW to 323-405-3232. And this Bible study is just gonna help you grow. We'll text it to you. We call it a, a digital devotional. We wanna get that into your hands. God bless you and have an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.